like you know, plotted through my own way. But as I saw more and more programs for for girls when I was raising my daughter, I thought, you know, that's actually really good. That to have that camaraderie and the encouragement. And so I thought, hey, that's a good idea. So, you know, I started volunteering for, I, I actually mentored her, her group for Technovations. And that was kind of a little way in helping me getting back a little bit in tech because I figured if I have to mentor kids to make a mobile app, I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that myself. And so same thing with AI for all, you know, I started, as I started learning about the AI, I, you know, it was my way to contribute, but also, force myself to learn and push myself forward and so and then I attended it was actually I think the women in machine learning that was run by by Google where I saw a lot of other women you know. hello and welcome to Tech Techs I'm your host Madonna Wambua in today's episode we'll be talking to Cheng Cheng who is the founder of Cheng Cheng Design LLC in this episode, I had the opportunity to dive deep into the fascinating world of AI safety. She's at the forefront of utilizing large language models to drive innovation and ensure safety in the field of artificial intelligence. With a remarkable educational background that includes a master's in computer science from Stanford University and a bachelor's of arts in linguistic and computer science from UCLA, Cheng Cheng brings a wealth of expertise to the table. I have my hair and I still have the purple highlight. I really love the purple highlight. Everybody's been saying it's pretty good. And I'm like, it was, oh, thank you. It was, it was actually well that I decided to do purple. I've never done something like that. And then on my nails to have purple. I don't know what's happening to me with purple. Anyway, I'm like coming Royal color. I know. That goes well with you. <laughs> thank you. And then my dress, I have a black dress that has some white flowers and that's me how about you Cheng Cheng? me oh compared to you I'm very boring black black straight hair nothing it's just down and I have sort of a mock turtleneck um it's it's kind of weird it's a little warm here sometimes and a little bit cool so um the mock turtleneck I, I guess it feels like it gives me a little bit of comfort safety it's it's red it's maroon so not mm -hmm. purple but like it's a little slightly warmer color not not super warm so mm -hmm. and I and I, and I don't have my background blurred nicely as you it's uh, oh my <laughs> it's my study here but I can do that <laughs> there we go <laughs> there I, now I pop but not quite as much as you <laughs> no you look so stunning and beautiful I just want to mention that Thank you. You're welcome. Now, please introduce yourself to our audience. Uh, sure. Well, my name is Cheng Cheng, and I work with large language models in AI safety. Uh, originally at UCLA, I studied linguistics and computer science because I was really fascinated with AI and natural language processing. Unfortunately, that wasn't the time, wasn't quite right for AI back then. So but the web revolution was just taking off. So I went to Stanford for my master's in computer science, specializing in human computer interaction. And then I actually you know, worked in UI UX for many years before I took an extended break to homeschool my kids. And so during that time, I can notice a real lack of good teachers in tech or STEM. So especially if we want to make you know, tech careers more accessible to everyone, I think that's kind of important. And so now I'm also a woman tech makers ambassador where I met you, Madonna, and thank yes. you. Gave me some great advice on making these better technical presentations. And I understand we're also celebrating your podcast's one year anniversary, right? 
Oh my goodness. Yes. And congratulations. Uh-huh. Thank you so much. It's just unbelievable how, I mean, I started last year, October, and now it's one year and I can't believe it that I've had over 30, 30 not 30,000. Wow. 30. <laughs> that's an quite an accomplishment amazing so I'm very honored here to be with you thank you yeah we've had 30 guests so far and it's been so amazing just listening to all these amazing stories and I'm hoping we're inspiring others because that's the initial goal for tech talks with madonna just ensuring that others who are listening who are in the tech field too get inspired by listening to these stories because to me they inspire me a lot now changing you mentioned something very important and i think this is why i actually invited you to be in my podcast because you took a break something that not so many of not so many of us do for so long yet here you are trailblazing in the tech industry being in the women tech makers ambassador please walk us through how that journey has been and did you ever feel like you were behind and not where you wanted to be in your career not really actually maybe because I'm a little deluded in some ways I feel like I kind of just like plotted through through things um when when I came came back there definitely was a moment where I thought oh I wasn't sure I was going to jump in because you know you know tech it goes through sort of at this breakneck speed and AI especially you think it's the forefront of things but I think just watching seeing people around me I I just kind of dove in I was just very interested. I think it kind of everything built up my career beforehand. It's sort of, you know, there was a lot of learning there. And then just the whole time I took the time off, it was constantly learning too. So I felt, oh, for those of you who can't see, there was an adorable kid that just showed up very, very adorable. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, go on. And that that's great. Yeah. So I felt, you know, the just homeschooling the it was a just learning journey throughout from from the beginning you know when I started my own business that there's learning homeschooling there's learning too and then just jumping into it's just continuing building on the skills that you have all have had all the time I love that you mention it that way you didn't think of it as taking a break as more of continuing your skills too as you educate your kids which is super amazing because homeschooling is actually a job I mean <laughs> very much I, so I had to homeschool my kids during the pandemic and to me I thought that was very terrible I mean not terrible in that way but it wasn't easy as I thought it was yeah I think it's very different for a lot of people when they think of homeschooling they were forced to do it during the pandemic in my case it was more organic it was more of a decision it was intentional early on and so I think it was a much more joyful experience for me so Mm. I think that's very important on just how I approached the reason why I chose to homeschool. Okay, perfect, perfect. Now, going back to your linguistic and computer science, you know, can you tell us more about just your journey there, just more in depth? how How has that been and how you picking that up after your break? Right. Well, the linguistics was actually my original background, right? So I started programming. I've, I've been in tech for a long time. So in, in high school, you know, I was really hooked on all the problem solving, you know, creating these fun little projects and you know, graphing calculators and animation. So when I started computational linguistics, I had wanted to work in AI and make computers talk and speak human languages. And I was really fortunate that um, within the Department of Linguistics, I just had a lot of 
amazing professors and mentors, right? So, and that's a chance where I got to do a lot of like real world work experience programming and research tools and teaching apps for my professors. So I even got to do some research with, you know, visualization back then. So, but obviously AI wasn't very popular then. So when I went on to so that's sort of, you know, stay, stayed in the background. But so I think every step, even if I don't use the skills immediately, it's sort of, it's, it sits in the background and it, it, you add and use it as time comes along. So when I went off to the master's program, it was all web talk, right? So the big part of my graduate program was more the design thinking. Uh, so a, a lot of, you know, design thinking, software design, and, and just you know, visual design. So that became a very core part of how I approach things, you know, the problem solving in general. So when I came out then yeah, so the, built on those skills and the, the interests, I kind of just felt like I was kind of following just what my interests were and then freelance and just what I gravitated towards, you know, interactive design and UI UX type stuff. But all, all along, because I knew mm -hmm. I wanted to be a, a work at home mom. Yeah. So that's kind of why I started my own business thinking that I wanted to establish this reputation with my clients who would trust my skills and give me the flexibility. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of, I didn't think I was going to homeschool, but I thought I was at least wanting to work at home just because I love spending time with my oh kids. That is so amazing. And I love that courage because not so many of us get that courage, especially early on where you take a break and then later you're like, yeah, maybe I can start freelancing. So something also that I've noticed is that you blend in such unique expertise I mean linguistic and also computer science and I'm now wondering and also AI safety now something that you're really passionate about so I'm wondering I mean how do you think all of this intersect in, in your work in terms of like what are the approaches you're taking and how do you think AI and linguistic can merge I mean to me I find that to be pretty interesting right well what we didn't realize mm -hmm. For a long time in AI, the focus had always been in computer vision, right? Yeah. So it's kind of when the large language models took off, the the ultimate goal, the long term that nobody ever thought was coming anytime soon is something called AGI, artificial general intelligence. And so it turns out that large language models, they pick up so much about human understanding, the culture and everything. So that ended up coming in far more helpful than I realized. So the, the, the linguistics background from the ancient times, from when, when I was, you know, doing it early on, that actually came. And the reason why I kind of came in this way is when I was starting to learn about AI, I joined a women in data science group. And so they would present papers every week. And most of them were, compu were computer vision people. And I, I learned a lot and it was very interesting, but I felt if I had to present another paper on computer vision, that's not my specialty, right? So, so I wanted to learn something new, but also wanted to present something that wasn't like too remedial to them. So I had known about, you know, GPT-3 was, was out and Transformers. So I just started learning more about those and I was presenting those. And so that got me comfortable just to, you know, talk about and share about the AI and that, that, you know, forced me, I you know, started taking online classes. Stanford has all of their classes online. So I just watched a bunch of videos, which helped me introduce the, you know, the concepts and read the papers. And so I just, you know, it just, it's like baby steps. The way I, I homeschool, you just found something that's interesting and, and you take one step at a time. And 
before I knew it, by the time you know ChatGPT was all the rage, I had read all the background papers and was kind of familiar with with the topic. And oh, yeah, that's pretty interesting because I wanted to ask you if you were shocked by how technology had moved from you homeschooling your kids and now going back to technology. But it looks like you're way ahead of your game early on because you knew already about the papers already. Right. It's yeah. I felt like I was. I happened to be in the right place at the right time. So it's a little yeah. shocking that when I come out of homeschooling, I'm so far behind because when I first started, it was really just during COVID. My my mm -hmm. kids were teens. I mean, I loved homeschooling my kids, but mm -hmm. they were teens and they were at home. And just for my sanity and for their safety, I had to like find something else to keep keep myself occupied. Yeah. So the two big things that happened during COVID was I decided I wanted to learn public speaking at, because that was something I always felt held me back. And I wanted to catch up on, you know, this decade-long technology absence in, in my life. So I, you know, just out of curiosity, I knew a lot of things were happening with AI and the way AI is taught is very different from traditional computer science, right? The whole yeah. machine learning and, and deep learning. So it's very different with all the data and everything. So, you know, I just spent a lot of time just immersing myself in mm -hmm. that. And it kind of came second nature because when I'm homeschooling my kids, it's always you know, constantly, you know, researching curriculum, planning projects and, and just, you know, planning how do you engage? How do you like sneak in the learning, but make it fun? And so yeah. I kind of just did it for myself. I'm like, well, I think this could be interesting. Let's find the, the best curriculum and, and figure out how get projects for myself. So I kind of was positioned, mm -hmm. I would say, you know, maybe a year before ChatGPT came out, I, I had been been reading about on, on the papers and I was actually already impressed because I had been playing with GPT-3. I'm like, wow, this is like light years <laughs> different from back when I was working in it originally. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I was already immersed. So it was impressive, but it was not in like the general public consciousness. I think people yeah. were surprised, but I'm surprised that it went viral, but I'm not surprised at the progress because I had seen what yeah. GPT-3 was capable. I was just a little surprised that, you know, more yeah. people weren't, weren't as excited as I was as, as I was doing doing the yeah. research. But yeah, and then when ChatGPT came out, then it yeah, really blew up. So I just happened to be in the right place at the right time. The right so time. From like 10 years behind to right, right where all the excitement's happening. <laughs> that is amazing. And I think... That's a very good point because you're right. I was one of the people who actually got surprised because I wasn't still in engineering, but I was doing mobile. But I didn't know that. I feel like the way they did GPT was pretty well, pretty good. Like it was like done underground. I mean, to me, machine learning and AI was still a thing. I mean, I, I knew about it and I had explored before and even had done a couple of projects, but not professionally because I was busy just doing like professional mobile work. But after it came out, I was like, oh, interesting. I didn't know these people were doing this cool stuff. Wow. But that's a great point. I mean, I just saw that like flash in my eyes. Like it's so, so true. I was just saying, so true, so true. So those people that got shocked. Yeah. And it's not just you. I think a lot of people who are in AI and machine learning, they were surprised or even people who yeah. were working with, I mean, I think I was surprised that it went viral, but I wasn't surprised with its capability because yeah seen it so I mean it's exciting but you know then that comes to the whole safety aspect that yeah. we need to make sure that <laughs> we move yeah forward. yeah because it went viral and then everybody was like oh hold up it's <laughs> been safe yet right I mean, yeah 
Wow. Okay. Now I have another question, which I think is going to be exciting a little bit, which is you're a romantic makers ambassador, which is super amazing because that's where we met and you're dedicated to supporting women in tech. Now, could you share some initiative or project you've been involved in, you know? That yeah. So I, even before I joined a uh, women tech makers, I had mm -hmm. my daughter when she was in high school, she, one of the reasons I sort of, sort of was paying attention to AI initially was she was she took a summer program in AI for all. And so that was when I saw some of the, she got really excited what she learned. And so I kind of was following that. And then she was also part of this program called Technovations. And so it was a group of girls. I, I don't know if you've heard of it. They do the Ch Technovation Challenge where they encourage girls to uh, create a mobile app for social good. And I think now they encourage also, you can do something in AI. And so that's when I noticed a, between AI for all and technovation that I saw this big push to try to get more girls in into tech. And that was something I mean, that's kind of in, in my consciousness, but I wasn't very active, right? Because I've been programming since my very first programming uh, contest in high school. I was the only girl when I, and I realized, oh, that, that's a little odd, or maybe, maybe I'm just odd. And just through school, I know now it's maybe 20, 25%, but in my time, I think it was really more like 5% in a huge lecture hall of like 100 students. There'd be at most five girls. And I'm kind of clueless. I kind of just didn't pay attention. I just on the gender equity issues. And I just kind of like you know, plotted through my own way. But as I saw more and more programs for, for girls when I was raising my daughter, I thought, you know, that's actually really good that to have that camaraderie and the encouragement. And so I thought, hey, that's a good idea. So, you know, I started volunteering for, I, I actually mentored her, her group for Technovations. And that was kind of a little way in helping me getting back a little bit in tech because I figured if I have to mentor kids to make a mobile app, I'm going to have to figure out how to do that myself. And then, so same thing with AI for all, you know, I started, as I started learning about the AI, I, you know, it was my way to contribute, but also force myself to learn and push myself forward. And so, and then I attended, it was actually, I think, Women in Machine Learning that was run by, by Google, where I saw a lot of other women, you know, some were early in their career, and some felt like they had very similar backgrounds to me. And so it was seeing them come back in, it was like, I see someone like me that inspired, like, I can, I can do this, I, I, I can give this a try, right? So I think it's a virtuous cycle, right? I see other people that give me an idea, I can do it. And then I'm hoping I can go out and encourage other people to do it. And I, someone had mentioned, you know, women tech makers ambassadors. So I signed up, I became an ambassador. And that's been a great program because I mean, I meet you, I've, I've met a lot of other, you know, really smart, amazing, capable women. And it's just been great. I mean, I've, I've been fortunate, I would say most, I've worked with great guys. I, I don't feel I've just experienced too much discrimination and, and the guys I work with are great. But when you work with other women in tech, the vibes, it's just really different. I feel like, you know, I can't, we click. Bring right? it on, girl, bring <laughs> it on. <laughs> I don't know what we're going through. So it's just been great. And this is my first year in as a woman in tech ambassador. And I uh, organize a IWD, right? International Women's Day. We did a whole six hour event, like nine of us got together, organized the event. And you know, we actually just met up over the weekend. Well, we just stayed in touch. It's like friends. It's not pure work, right? It, it's just been a really great way to, I don't know, it feels meaningful. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> wow. 
I could see the passion in your eyes as you explain <laughs> about how this program has really impacted you and the work you're doing for other women. And you mentioned something very important too. even decided to do the tech talks because now we can bring more women just through, again, this the same thing you mentioned, inspiring others. And I liked also this point where you mentioned if others are doing it, why can I not do it? I love that. It's the same feeling I've always had. Like if somebody else is doing, why can I not do it? So seeing other people do things that we think are not doable is very important because that really inspires us. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. Now, as we wrap up, because this has been so amazing and so insightful, I want to ask you one last question. As someone deeply involved in AI and technology, right? What advice do you have for aspiring technologies and women looking to enter the field and making meaningful impact? Because I'm so excited to what you're going to be doing next and what you're doing already. Ah, this is so amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think if I if I think through my life, I, I kind of find like three lessons that's kind of driven me, right? The biggest one I would say is design thinking. That was something that I learned in graduate school, but it's not just software design, but just whatever you do in your life, you know, set goals, plan to achieve them, just be very intentional. I think when I was younger, I kind of just you know, took the easiest path and just, you know, you, you go with whatever is the easiest. But as you plan ahead, I think that, you know, design your life and think what you really want, then you'd be surprised how much you're able to achieve. So I think that's a great way to start. But the, the next part that I think the other two that come together is humility, right? You that's kind of embracing this growth mindset, this lifelong learning, whether it's starting your own business, homeschooling, parenting, going into a new profession, you want to go in with an open mind, whether it's web is new or AI is new or teaching, parenting, whatever, just keep an open mind that you're always learning. And if you have that you know, open-mindedness, then that will help you move forward. But on the flip side, you know, you stay humble that you want to have confidence in the skills and you'll be realistic about where, where you are. I'm not saying, you know, the imposter syndrome and, and, and hide in total humility, right? But sort of know yourself, know your strengths, have, have the self-reflection and it kind of comes easier with age, but, you know, and, until then just be very intentional, be aware of what your strengths and and weaknesses are so definitely go forward with progress and not per perfection I really like that just if you go back and see what you how you've improved that will just give you the the strength to move forward and with diligence and yeah what a way to end the podcast thank you so much for such um, an amazing answer and I loved it and I hope people that are listening will take those because you're right. I like the progress, not perfection. I also like planning ahead. Wow, you're right. Maybe I think it comes with age because I feel like I've been doing that. <laughs> well, right. I'm aging myself. We're not aging myself. By the way, when you told me how old you've been doing, what you've been doing, and then I looked at you, I was like, wow, well, 